You know, eh, there's just something special about coming inside the house and smelling good food cooking. You just do this, mm, what is that? It just warms up your soul. You enter the house, you're like, mm, something smells too delicious. Something smells magnificent. It is just cooking. You look at the side, you see food is cooking. Your soul just gets happy. You are just excited. You're like, yes, I am home. I am ready to eat and the food is on the way. It just warms up your soul. You are just celebrating. You are celebrating. You are excited to be home. Unlike sometimes I be coming home, you know, there's nothing cooking. It's just me by myself. We are here just, you know, we are struggling and we are trying. But anyway, it is well. But today there is food cooking. Ah, we thank God though my sister came and she's with me for a little while. So for a little while I come home, I'll share some food cooking and we'll be enjoying together. So I'm very excited. It's good times. It's good times. It's good times, you know? But anyway, what's going on, people? It's your boy Kalichi or Kelichi, as some people will call me who know how to say it properly. Or Kels or Leech. Back with another episode on the Rambling Mind Podcast. Thank you all for joining me today. If you're new around this part, hit the subscribe button. If you're not new around this part, share the podcast with people. Share it with those who you love. Share it with family. Share it with friends. If you find it informational, share it with people. They can get some of this information too. If you don't like this podcast, check back again next Tuesday when I drop another one. And you might enjoy that one a little bit more. But anyway, this is the Rambling Mind Podcast where I talk about business, where I talk about faith, where I talk about culture, where I talk about sports, where I talk about all different kinds of topics. Because as the title says, my head, I like to ramble. I just be going on tangents. I be thinking about a million things all at the same time. I be looking left, but I'm also looking right. My head cannot just stay on one thing. I just be talking and talking and talking. So I said, you know what? If I like to talk like this, maybe somebody wants to hear me talk. So, you know, I said, let me make podcast because why not? But anyway, how y'all doing? I hope y'all have had a wonderful week, a shortened week, hopefully, for those who were able to celebrate Labor Day. And I hope y'all are ready for the weekend that's coming up. For all those that are experiencing, all those in the Bahamas and all those on the coast of uh, Florida, Georgia, uh, South Carolina, North Carolina, and all those who are being affected by Hurricane Dorian, my prayers go out to y'all. I pray that y'all are safe. I know five people uh, uh, died from it when it was in Bahamas, and I just pray for those families that the Lord will just give them peace and will surround them with love from all sides. And if you've lost anything during this whole hurricane thing, I just pray that the Lord will be with you. And yeah, so Hurricane Dorian, it's still it's still traveling. It's traveling up the coast and it's dissipated a good bit. But a lot of people in uh, the Bahamas kind of got got hit pretty hard by it. So today I just want to start with something that somebody has told me one time. It is not what you say, but it's how you say it. It is not what you do, but how you go about doing the thing. What am I referencing? If you haven't seen the new comedy short from Dave Chappelle, it's not a comedy short, the new stand-up that Dave Chappelle released, Sticks and Stone, I think you should go check it out if you got a Netflix account. Or, you know, hop on, go to one of your friends that do got a Netflix account, get that password and get to watching. Because I think this is a really, really good stand-up comedy act it was really good it was really good really well put together the way he did told his jokes the way he formulated the whole thing it left you 
he always sets you up in one way and then hits you with the punchline in another way. And I just love the way he went about the whole thing. It was just different from what I was expecting. And it was just, I think the way he went about it really put a mirror on society to make us look at ourselves in a way to kind of put a reflection on like, this is what it looks like. This is what it really is. And just made us, made, it makes you think a little bit about some of the things that we do as a society and some of the stances that we have as a society with some of the things that we, we've said that and accepted to be the baseline of what we want in society. And I just love the way he went about it the whole time. But I will warn you, this, this stand up is not safe for kids. It's very vulgar. It's very, if, if you know anything about Dave Chappelle, if you've ever heard any of his skits when he was, it was the Chappelle show or when, or if you've ever watched any of his stuff in the past, he's not PG. This is a very much R rated thing. So remove the kids before you go watch it. Uh, but it's a very, very, it's very, very insightful. I think is the way I'll put it. I don't know if that's what he was going for when he made all these jokes, but it's very insightful on like painting a picture of this is what this is where we are as a society right now. These are some of the things that we're dealing with right now. Then he did a skit where he was copying the way people talk and copying the way impressions. That's the word I'm looking for. He was doing impressions. And uh, the way he went about it was pretty interesting. Um, and he just like, he set everybody up one way and everybody expected him to go down this road and he just completely switched it. I don't want to spoil any of the jokes. I want you to go check it out for yourself. If you haven't checked it out, it's pretty good. It's pretty hilarious. I, I laughed the whole time during the whole thing. The punchlines he had in there were pretty good. So go check it out. It's a really good, it's a really, really good stand-up comedy. If you are old enough to go check it out, that will be my stipulation. Cause it is not safe for kids. It is not safe for work. It is very, very vulgar and very, very extra. But it did bring a lot of things into perception. I, I think it's been talked about a lot in, 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 in different aspects and culture, just like with the things he said. And also, I think he got a lot of backlash for it. He got a lot of backlash, but the backlash warranted or not, I think that just shows how much he impacted the culture as a whole. But yeah, I just thought I would share that with everybody because it was really good. It was a really good stand up show from him and it was just interesting to note. And let's get right into it. So we'll start off with some of the main things. Gun violence continues. We have another shooting in Texas and uh, I believe it was Odessa, uh, Texas. It's just kind of out of hand. And even Dave Chappelle references gun violence things in his, uh, in his standup. And he talks about it in a very interesting way. And he was like, he talked about it in a very, very interesting way. I don't want to spoil the joke, but go check it out. And I think he made a very good point when he brought it out. And he said, he brought out a point about African Americans and like the only way we'll be able to change gun violence, be able to change gun control and all this stuff is if African Americans do something. But it was a hilarious joke. And I think you should go listen to it. But yeah, seven people were dead and 20 people were hurt in Odessa, Texas. And this again brings back the whole discussion about gun violence. So much so that Walmart changed its policy on, on the ammunition that it'll be selling to people because it's just getting out of, it's, well, it's not getting, it's already been out of hand. It's been out of hand for far too long with the way gun control has been implemented, which is not a very good system right now. It's just basically anybody can get a gun at any point in time, any way they want. 
you can just go get a gun anyhow. And I just don't think that's for the best. This is my personal opinion and it doesn't speak to the public as a whole. You can have your opinions or whatever you think about gun control. But at the end of the day, it's just the way it is right now. We do, we're seeing too many of these things happening. We're seeing too many shootings. It feels like almost every other week we're seeing shootings all the time. We're seeing people who break down and decide, you know what? I'm going to kill everybody. And we're just seeing too many of that. And it's just, we can't keep, keep saying that if we keep doing the same things that we're doing now, that things are going to change. That's the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting it to change. You have to change something. Something in the formula has to change. Something has, something has to give. There has to be something that changes somewhat in other to help there be a, a future change. We just need something to cause a change. I was reading a statistic or a rule today. I forgot what the rule is called, but it's basically the 80-20 rule where it says that 20% of causes cause 80% of effects. So 20% something, a slight change in something triples uh, or causes a snowball effect that causes an 80% widespread change overall. So I just think that's so important to think about. So we need, we don't need, maybe we don't need an overhaul, a complete and total overhaul, but we do need slight changes overall we need something to be we need something done in order for there to be a massive change if we keep going the same way we're going we're just going to keep hearing more and more of these things and eventually it's going to be somebody and i pray this never happens to any single person that is hearing this podcast but eventually it can get to the point where it's people that we love that are that are being down in the streets and it's people that we love where they go out for a safe thing something they thought they would be safe whether it's at the movies whether it's the shopping mall whether it's the 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 the, the, they went to school anything any one of these things where it just it can easily just change all the all the settings so i just wanted to bring that back to your attention about this the gun control situation and gun violence situation it's just it's way too out, out of hand i don't know what the solution is I can't tell you what the solution is, but I just know that we need to do something. We need we need people to be looking at these things for possible changes. So <laughs> I think just this one is just an interesting, and I think it's a little bit funny. So uh, you know the Hong Kong protests are going on, and so over the weekend there was a massive protest that went on. A bunch of people went in the streets. They blocked roads to the airport airports. They blocked roads to a bunch of businesses, all that kind of good stuff. And then there was a little tidbit that they put in the story. And it was basically that students boycotted classes for the protest. And I was just saying, oh, that's pretty interesting. Like, did they really boycott classes or did they just take this opportunity to skip classes? Because if it was me, me, I know myself, me, I would be skipping hot. I'll be at home chilling. I won't go anywhere. They, I will skip the class so hard. They can't, they won't even see me. I'll be like, yes, I'm joining the protests. The protesters were in the streets and I just didn't want to fight anybody. So I, I stayed at home. So I just found it pretty interesting. It was actually a very serious boycott. Go check out the news article. I'll leave it in the show notes. Uh, click on them, check them out. And it was just, I just found it interesting that students boycotted classes. Really, I just felt like they were skipping classes. On another note, another thing to talk about, Jewel CEO says, don't use or buy my product. If you don't know what Jewel is, Jewel is smokeless, is a smokeless cigarettes, it's an electronic cigarettes. And recently they've been facing a whole lot of charges 
from the FDA, from now from CDC. And you do not want the CDC coming down your door as a business because the CDC is the center of disease control, I want to say. I want to say that's what CDC stands for, but I'm not too sure. But basically, they just check out like diseases and whatnot. So uh, it's just interesting to me that now the juicy CEO is coming out and saying, well, well, don't buy my product. My product isn't for everybody. It's for a very specific demographic of people who are trying to quit smoking and all that good stuff but the ironic thing is the way they've been advertising jewel overall that has not been their target the way they've been advertising jewel it hasn't been as a way to be a substitute to cigarettes so you know how you see those commercials where they have those people that have um the the commercials with the gum substitute for nicotine or it's the drug that you can t- you can take to help you with your nicotine uh withdrawal symptoms and stuff like that that's not how drew uh, jewel was advertising jewel was just advertising as a flavorful alternative to cigarettes with more than <laughs> With more nicotine than what in, that you can find in cigarettes. And so one of the issues that started happening was a lot of young kids, teenagers, like 13, 14, 15 year olds were buying this thing. That's, that's where the major sales were coming from. Were not the people who could actually buy this with teenagers buying these products, buying these e-cigarettes. And then the FDA found out about it and started probing into Juul and then suit, uh, sent Juul a lawsuit saying that they had to do something about the way that they present the package. And that wasn't enough for the FDA. What Juul did something and it wasn't that clear. It wasn't that good. So the FDA pressured them even more. And even now the CDC found out that there are some people that haven't, there was a guy who died due to uh, issues with his lung and it was it was pointed back to Jewel being part of the issue of why he ended up having the lung issues and all that. So the CEO, after hearing that news, comes out and says, well, my product is not for everybody. It is for a particular demographic. Do not buy my product if you're not in this demographic, if you're not for this specific thing. And it's just interesting. Usually you never hear these things except for very select and very specific groups of, of products where a CEO can come out can literally come out and tell the public do not buy my product you don't hear that from anything if 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 the ceo of apple comes out and he's like yo guys um you know what don't buy the apple product we found out that it's kind of can can cause cancer can i kind of do all this other stuff we'll be freaking out and we'll be flipping out but for jewel and for the jewel and cigarette industry it's a little bit different just because they just they just have their own like stuff that they have to deal with so it's just interesting hearing the jewel ceo come out and say don't buy my product uh so it's just uh it was a story that i saw and i just thought i'll share it with everybody so moving on from there and this story is pretty interesting there's something i never knew that could be actually possible but there's such a thing as bad unemployment rate i didn't think this was possible but apparently unemployment rate dropping too low and being too low is not good for businesses the reason for this is basically uh with a lot of people falling out a lot of people retiring you have the baby boomers baby boomers coming out of the market hard like coming out of the business world leaving jobs behind they're retiring uh now because after the 2008 um recession they couldn't retire so they worked longer and now we're seeing them actually start to retire we're seeing a lot of those baby boomers start to retire from the market 
but we don't have enough incoming workforce. So you have the retirement class going out. Let's say we have like three people retire. A company is only able to replace that person with one person, which is becoming more and more of a problem for, for the job market. So unemployment looks great, but it's causing an issue for businesses trying to replace that workforce, trying to replace that labor, and they just can't. And also the market is very competitive. So it's also costing businesses a whole lot more to be able to even replace any of these talents that are leaving. And then on top of everything, you also have the issue of you have a brand new employee versus a seasoned employee who you have to train and it's going to take time for them to get the hang of what they're doing. But it's just interesting for me to note that bad on un- there's such a thing as bad unemployment and it's not bad unemployment where you have unemployment being very high, like 10% unemployment, but it's where you have bad unemployment where unemployment is below 1%. And you would think everybody has jobs. That's a great thing, but it's actually not a great thing because it means too many people are leaving the workforce and not enough people are taking the jobs of the workforce. So it's really, really being an issue, especially in the, it's not really affecting the private sector as much is not affecting a lot of big corporations as much but it is really really affecting public sector so you have your government agencies and all those kind of jobs are really being affected because there's another aspect of it where they're just government positions just aren't as competitive as private positions private positions can pay people two to three times more for the same thing they'll be doing for the government and so people are just looking at that and saying why would I go work for the government when I can work for the private industry? So unemployment for, especially in the public sector is really crazy low, but at the same time, it's affecting how much work is being done. And they're having a lot of issues on bringing in talent. And so at the end of the day, the government has to figure out a way to increase their wages or else, or just, you know, take worse talent, which is what's happening. So we have teachers who are going into the field that don't necessarily who don't necessarily have the passion for it was the job they were able to get though. And so we're not, we're having a lot of these issues in different, in different industries where people who don't necessarily qualify for the positions are getting the, the positions because people who qualify for the positions feel that they're not going to be get, they're not going to get paid for well enough for those positions. So they go elsewhere. And so underqualified people are taking those roles, which is even hurting other parts of the economy or rather hurting other parts of the businesses especially in the public sector. Another interesting news. uh, I was just reading about this. Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube are considering removing the like button. They're considering, and the way they're going about it is not actually just removing the like button, but actually removing the count, the like count from visibility for the general public. So when you post a picture, for example, instead of saying, oh, I got like 50 likes today, or I got 20 likes for this picture versus that picture, that will be removed completely. You, you who posted the picture will still be able to see it, but the general public or whoever follows you won't be able to see it. And the reason they're doing this is basically we're having an issue called social media anxiety, or another way to put it is like anxiety, likeability anxiety. So there's a lot of issues where people are literally on their phone, like, well, I won't say people, I'll say, actually I'll say people because it's mostly people in our generation that do this, where they post a picture on Instagram or they post something on Facebook or any of these social medias. And if it doesn't get a certain amount of likes in a certain amount of period, they freak out and they go, oh, what's wrong with this picture? What's wrong with this setting? You know what? I'm deleting this picture so I can post something that looks way better and will get me the actual number of likes. So you have people that are 
not put presenting life as it is, but presenting light as what they think people want to see and what people will like. So it's just a way to help society in a way. Facebook, Facebook helping society. Facebook and Instagram to help society and help curb the likability anxiety that people are facing because you have a lot of people who wake up and the first thing they do in the morning is, oh, let me check my Instagram. What did I, did I get any new DMs? Did I get any new likes on my thing? Did I get more likes than I did yesterday? And checking all these things to make sure that they are being social, social, if that can be called social. And they're actually like being involved and people are liking what they post. And if they're not getting those likes, a lot of people are getting depressed and all this other stuff. And which is the ironic thing is like these social mediums are created to do these things. They are literally, I I was watching or reading an article where the way the social medias are created is literally they went to gambling agencies. They went to casinos and they saw how casinos were developed They saw how the casinos got people to gamble more money. And that's basically, they implemented that same ideology into their social medias to get people to keep clicking, to get people to keep sliding, to get people to keep tapping on all these social media platforms. So it's interesting now that these social media platforms are now coming around the backside and saying, oh, we want to help out society, which leads me to my main point. I don't think Facebook is doing this to help anybody. Facebook right now is under so much heat from the government, from the general public. You have people that are literally deleting their Facebook accounts. Of course, they're still keeping their Instagram, but people are deleting their their Facebook accounts because of all the privacy issues that Facebook has just been under over the last, I think, two or three years with the scandal with Cambridge and uh, Analytica and all the other things where we're finding out and Facebook being part of the whole issue with the elections, all this stuff. And so Facebook is facing this dilemma of how do we get back good public perception? Because like I've said, CEOs are more focused on public's perception than they are focused on regulations and all these things because the general public and using social media platforms, which is ironic, social media platforms challenge these companies. And so Facebook is trying to reel back from the bad media, bad publicity, publicity that they've been facing from the general public, from the fact that people just don't trust Facebook anymore. People just don't believe in Facebook anymore. And so Facebook is trying to strategize and find a way to get out of that bad publicity. So if they can flip the script and say, oh, we're trying to do something for society. We're taking away the like button. We're trying, we're making people not see that so people can actually share and be actually real. All it is is a, is a way for them to get good publicity. It's not a way for them to come and help you. They're still not helping you because guess what? They still want you to come back on the platform and be clicking and sliding for days because guess what? Then they can sell you more ads. And guess what? They're still going to be tracking you. So at the end of the day, all of this is just for good publicity on their part. It's just for good publicity so that you keep using their software, you keep using their services, and you don't run away from them. They are very scared about you running away from them. They don't want that to happen. But Facebook is under so much heavy water from the government trying to split off Facebook from Instagram, from WhatsApp, because they feel like Facebook has too much control. And Facebook is not the only one. They're trying to do the same thing to Google. They're trying to do the same thing to Amazon because they feel like these companies have way too much power under one house, under one roof, which is not necessarily wrong, but at the same time, 
they kind of did what they needed to do to get to that position of having that much information, having that much data to be able to control how to, to in all honesty, to control how people think, to control how people uh, buy and purchase stuff, to control what people like, what people don't like. And that kind of thing. So that's why the government is really trying to find a way to regulate these industries. You smell that? You hear that? That's good food cooking. It's very good food. We are going to eat very well this night. I'm so excited. But anyway, moving on from that to another topic. And this one I find very interesting. I want to pose a question to everybody. When was the last time you went to the movie theater? Just take a second to think about it. When was the last time you went to the movie theater? The reason why I ask this question is, it seems uh, year over year, the movie industry, blockbuster movie industry has seen a decline in ticket sales. It's seen a 6.4% decline year to date in North America ticket sales, speaking specifically of ticket sales. And the reason for this is, they, they say a, multiple, a multitude of things is a reason for this. One of those things can be the average ticket price is about $10.00 everywhere else in new york and la and those places closer to twenty dollars is your average price for that so overall in the u.s your average price is about fifteen dollars a ticket for just one ticket and that can pay for an entire month of netflix and so a lot of people are of the opinion why do i need to go to the theater when i can stay home chill and save my money so that's one part of it another way is just consumer spending is reducing uh, with the way uh, the economy is switching up and the way the economy is going, a lot of people are not spending money in experiences as much as they were they were thought to be doing. So not just movie ticket uh, prices are down, but also, also ticket prices to play, amusement parks are down in the summer of all times in the summer. This is when amusement parks are supposed to be doing their best. But ticket prices for all amusement parks are down overall to your Disney World's to your Six Flags, to your water parks, all those things are down. Your ticket prices to sport events, MLB is facing it the worst because this is MLB season and ticket prices to ballparks are at low, are super low, unexpectedly low. And then finally, national parks. When people in the summertime is when people wanna go outside, is when people wanna go to parks, is when people wanna explore, is when people wanna hike and do all these kind of things, but what they're seeing is there's a there's a lower price and this can be a a picture sometimes economists will use this as a picture to get an idea of how is the economy working how is the economy being shaped up is it going as they see it and people not spending money on experiences but rather keeping that money shows that the economy might be starting to uh it shows that people are not trusting in the economy and the economy might be dwindling down a little bit and that's posing a problem for economists and posing a problem for uh, for just in general of things, but at the same time, it might be an overreaction and we may just have had a really bad movie summer because to be honest, to be honest, I don't, I didn't really see any movie that I wanted to watch this summer. I don't, I don't, I don't even remember seeing any previews, but then again, that's another problem. I don't watch TV, so I don't watch previews. So unless there's a movie that I'm excited to go see, I'm not going to hear about it. So I guess that's another thing. But then again, there's something called YouTube that I spend a lot of time on and it has advertising. So anyway, that's, that washes that out. But there are some movies that should 
pick that thing back up. So we have Frozen 2 coming out later this year. We got Joker coming out later this year. I'm looking forward to that one. And we got the new Star Wars movie coming out later this year. So there's a lot of movies to look forward to and just uh, that might help ticket sales go back up as is expected to do later on this year. So finally, we're going to talk about some sports stuff real quick. I don't really have a whole lot to talk about. Mainly, the NFL is back tonight. We got the Bears versus the Packers. And fantasy football is in full effect. I had my draft last night. I didn't really draft. I just let auto-draft fill in my whole squad. But I'll be filling in y'all in on how that is going for me. I'm not sure how I'm going to do this year. I have a whole lot of running backs. I got Todd Gurley. I got John Johnson. I got a couple, you know, I got a couple pieces here and there. I have no wide receivers. So... Maybe one day we'll go over and see how we're doing. We'll see after this weekend. We'll see how I do in fantasy. And we are on the international break for soccer. So, you know, ain't no news there. Man U still sucks. Real Madrid still sucks. So that's unfortunate. But let's move on to some interesting articles that I think everyone needs to go check out. This one is funny. They're <laughs> in Ikea of Scotland. In a Scotland Ikea. Over 3,000 people were planning to show up to play hide and seek in the giant store. This is not like this is actual story. This was actually going to happen. And apparently reading more into it, this is something that happens regularly at Ikea stores. I guess in, in Scotland area, it happens regularly where people actually show up just to play hide and seek. It got so out of hand that the Ikea stores, you know how like you go to some places and you look on the wall and it's like, huh? Why do they have a rule about banning people from not wearing shoes or something like that? It's because people in the past have done it. And Ikea literally has a law where they ban do not play hide and seek in our stores. Because one of the issues they were having was people were hiding in dressers. People were hiding in free in fridges. People were hiding in closets. People were hiding in desks. People were just hiding everywhere. And then people who were actually shopping were walking around the stores and were getting scared the bejesus out of them because they'll open up a drawer and then you have this guy pop out of there like a little jack-in-a-box and people were freaking out. So it was really causing a lot of customer issues. And so Ikea had to put that rule in place. But I just found that article really interesting. And so that's it. That's all I got for y'all today. That's all I got for y'all today. I hope y'all enjoyed it. I was kind of all over the place this time around. I hope y'all you hear that could that food cooking is sizzling. I'm looking forward to enjoying this night. I haven't eaten very well, but today we will eat very well. I hope you will eat well too. But me, yeah, I'm going to enjoy myself. <laughs> Correct. But nevertheless, it's been your boy Kelichi or Kalichi or Kels. And I hope y'all enjoyed it. If you found this podcast interesting and you love it, please share it. Hit me up on all my social media. I am Lichi Main everywhere from Instagram to Twitter and on YouTube. But it's been your boy. I hope y'all enjoy it. Share the podcast and I'll talk to y'all later. God bless y'all. Peace.